Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. And welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, organisers of the Cabramatta Rugby League Nines look to join forces with the NRL and a big turnout for the funeral of the Fijian footballer Charlotte Muniridi. But first, Samoa, Fiji and Papua New Guinea are all under pressure going into this weekend's Wellington Sevens tournament, but for very different reasons. Papua New Guinea are competing in the World Series for the first time since 2011, but suffered a setback when head coach Ferretti Virenbola quit days out from kickoff, leaving manager Billy Rapila to step into the breach. Can't do anything much about it right now, but uh, yeah, it was a bit of a, a shock, but uh, yeah, that's, that's how it's worked out. How, how late in the piece did you uh, find uh, you had the coaching hat as well? Uh, Friday. Uh, we boarded the flight on Sunday, so yeah, a couple of days before we boarded. What's the reasoning behind that? Well, the coach obviously can't make it. Yeah, he's got personal reasons, um, which I can't disclose. Um, PNG Rugby has got to do that at the moment. But uh, for the team itself, it's, uh, it's pretty disappointing. Um, you know, he's uh, left at the, uh, what do you call it, at the, at the last minute from a big tournament point of view. Um, but, you know, uh, we're going to have to get ourselves together and move on with it. Aside from that, you've obviously had a pretty thorough build-up to this Wellington Sevens. Uh, you've just spent something like three weeks in Fiji preparing? Yeah, it's been good. Um, under the coach, he really uh, got the boys uh, up to a great standard um, as far as uh, the team's concerned. So the three weeks was very valuable. They spent a lot of time, obviously, uh, building on the structures that he wants them to play and then um, playing some quality games as well. How long has the preparation been for this team? How long has this group been together? Uh, since Noosa last year when we qualified to get here. And uh, have any of your players for this year's tournament been to Wellington before for the Sevens? Yeah, there's two here. Henry Lillikitz and uh, Eugene Tokuva who were here last in 2011. The team's pretty new. A lot of them are very young at the moment. And those are the only two guys and they're still young as well. Obviously it's a big year, Olympic qualification, all these teams are thinking about it. Um, from your point of view, I guess the first step is to make it back onto the World Series in full. So, you know, to try and get that. So uh, that Hong Kong tournament coming up, you know, is a huge opportunity to do that. And I guess, you know, doing well here in Wellington is uh, certainly a good step on that road. Yeah, that's correct. It is um, really exciting times for the Sevens in, in Papua New Guinea. And these boys, this group of boys as well, because they've uh, earned the right to be here. And uh, being a Olympic qualifier, we know very well all the other countries are gone, you know, um, 100 miles an hour ahead of us. So we are for it, obviously. What would be a successful tournament for you this week, Billy? Uh, the expectations of at least winning a pool match and then uh, performing well on the second day um, to at least get into the playoffs anyway, to uh, have that experience under our belt for the first time. Samoa have slipped to seventh in the World Series standings after missing the quarterfinals in both Dubai and Port Elizabeth late last year. Team manager and assistant coach Rudy Moores says they've been working hard to turn their season around. We have many uh, interest players back home. And that's why uh, the coach uh, will seek uh, some players from, from New Zealand. 
some are not fit enough and some they are disciplined, attitude, you know. Okay. Uh, obviously it was a great start to the season on the Gold Coast where yourselves and Fiji made the final. Uh, since then it's been tough for Samoa, obviously two very disappointing tournaments in uh, Dubai and uh, Port Elizabeth. You've had a lot of time to obviously train and, and reflect on all those performances. Uh, have, you, have you come to a conclusion as to why things went wrong over there and, and how you can improve here in Wellington? We performed well in Gold Coast and then we go back to Samoa and prepare for the South African and Dubai. We prepare well for that, uh, those two tournaments. We don't know what happened to the boys, but uh, our preparation back home is really tough. But uh, when they uh, get there and play there, they change there. I don't know what happened. You know, the coach uh, will ask them if something wrong, what happened to them, you know, no one said. But, uh, you know, we are very disappointed with South Dover from Dubai and South Africa. But we now are on uh, seven places. For the ranking, but uh, we we come here to Wellington. We need to because uh, you know every every team wants to be qualified on the top four. So that's why the tournaments are you know are very tough now. From my own side, uh, we prepare well, and I think uh, all the team they have uh, their preparations are very fair for the this uh, Wellington team. Samoa is obviously traditionally one of the top teams on the Seven Circuit. You know, you're always sort of there or thereabouts, competing for, you know, cup titles or you know, in the mix. Um, there's been some criticism, obviously, off the back of those performances at the end of last year. Uh, the Prime Minister came out just the other day and said the team needs to sort of just harden up and start winning. Uh, how do those sorts of comments? He's obviously the chair of the rugby union as well, but when you have the likes of the Prime Minister and a lot of people publicly coming out and criticising the team, does that help the team? Does that motivate them, or is that not helpful. Those are uh, criticizing it's a good motivation for our boys and uh, you know I think they learn we learn from our own mistakes and the boys you know thinking about uh, what happened to them and uh, I know that's all the life of rugby uh, you know the only everyone wants to win, no one wants to lose. But you know it's all about uh, preparation and uh, I think uh, all those are criticizing we put aside and we have to move on. Another guy that you uh, do have in your squad is Tim Nanai Williams, who isn't yet here in Wellington. Uh, it's the last tournament, you're probably going to have him for quite a while. Uh, when is he due? You know, it's obviously only a few days away from the tournament. Are you still expecting him to be here at some point? Yeah, yeah. Um, Tim and I is arriving on Thursday morning. So I talked to him uh, when we get here, when we arrive here. He said uh, his coach will release him on, uh, on Thursday. So it you know, doesn't matter whether he just only come because you know the eligibility rules you need to we need to play him on the seventh before he really go to the fifteen. It's quite unusual though just the Thursday considering the Chiefs are only in pre-season they obviously have to release him because it's your right to select him for this tournament. You know it's an international tournament so the IOB you have to release he has to be released. Um it's not slightly unusual from a coaching point of view that you're not going to get him till Thursday. Yeah, uh, we really. That's why I'm calling him yesterday and Sunday. Uh, we need him back here, but you know it's really hard for him to come because uh, their coach, the Chiefs coaches, uh, and staff is holding back and, until first day morning. We most welcome him if he come. Fiji started the season strongly by winning on the Gold Coast, but relinquished their lead to South Africa in December. 
Head coach Ben Ryan believes they're not far away from hitting top gear once again. I was happy overall with things, you know, and, and so far we're sitting in a reasonably healthy position. Um, quite, a, quite a few um, things we had to work on back at home, and we've had a nice four-week block now of being able to train, as well as having tournaments available for boys if they wanted to get some game time. So um, for us, it, it doesn't seem to work to have too long together in camp. The boys get stale and... Um, it doesn't work, but four weeks was just about enough time to get all the fitness we wanted, get some changes on the field, particularly in defence, um, and then go out go out here and no time difference, nice short flights. So, um, no, there's, there's no excuses really for not putting in some good performances this weekend. Five changes uh, in your squad. Obviously, some of them uh, heralded, the likes of Samasoni coming back. You're, you're only going to have him for a short time, I imagine, but that's obviously uh, an exciting addition to have, you know, a reigning World Player of the Year, effectively, a Dream Team member. It's a bit of a luxury to have that sort of uh, talent come back into the squad. Yes, it is, and we are very lucky. You know, I've been talking regularly to Sammy and some of the other boys that left to France last year. Um, and, and also lucky, you know, that Jake White's taken over at Montpellier, um, who's an excellent coach and has perspective on life. And uh, was happy to release Samasoni, and uh, you know, if it works out well, then we'll see him again this season. So um, we've got some great players that have been playing on the wing this year and have been scoring tries fairly freely, but haven't quite had that out-and-out pace that Sammy had to stretch teams and allow holes in inside. And with Sammy and his pace. When you think we've got you know 100k rovers like Katonipao and Murafa inside him, if um, Sammy can create a slightly bigger hole for those guys, then you know we're going to be rushing through that like the Dead Sea. So um, pretty pleased with with Sammy, whether he can hang on to the fitness over two weeks. Uh, we sent him all the all the stuff. It's obviously clear that he's done plenty of work in France and he looks in good shape. But even when he was playing regularly in Fiji, I'd still get the hand signal. 10 minutes into the game from Sammy saying get me off so his fitness was never uh, the reason that he was well player of the year What's the mentality of the team because you obviously won the opening tournament of the season and now be it just a number be it you know psychological you're no longer on top of the standings South Africa are the team in form at the moment uh, is there any more of an edge do you say something different to the boys leading into this wanting to get back to top spot I think they're looking at this as almost the start of another new season 2015 and, and they want to a bit like Gold Coast, it's a, it's a tournament that's well supported by Fijians. There'll be a lot of support that would come here and, um, and win and get things moving again. And uh, I, I certainly think, you know, we don't, we don't talk huge amounts about um, winning. It's more about processes, but I've got no doubt about it. The boys firmly think that this is a tournament that's theirs for the taking. And, uh, and, and without sounding arrogant, it's up to us. If we play as well as we can, um, we're better than anybody else in the series this year. Um, we've proved that by significant level in uh, in Gold Coast and it's only when we tend to make some self implosions from some small errors and we play such a high risk game with our offloading that that's always going to happen it's how we quickly react to that if we can play as well as, as we have done in training and uh, in some of the other games then we'll win this weekend And uh, another chance to come up against your friends Australia who you seem to be bumping into ever so often on this series, maybe trying to rectify uh, you know, some, some tough results recently Yep, and, and as a coach, you know, we know what Australia are trying to do against us um, and it's areas we've worked on in training, so I see whether uh, the message has gone into, the, gone into them and they've learned from it. Uh, we'll see that on Friday night against Australia, a side that's you know, had a bit of a rebirth 
for having Geraint as a full-time coach on board with them after Mick saw some work and but also the fact they've gone full-time now in Narrabeen. You're seeing what sort of bonus that England had and South Africa had when they went full-time. They got a very, they had good seasons on the back of that. So um, expecting a tough game against them but you know we got to, we got to beat Portugal and Wales first and Wales have been a previous probably to my reign they've been a, a team that have, have caused uh, Fiji some slip-ups so we need to just make sure that those two games go well that we get the right results and can go into the Australia game all guns blazing the Wellington Sevens kicks off on Friday Rugby League's governing body says it's keen to talk with the NRL about including national teams in future editions of the Auckland Nines the nine-a-side format has grown in popularity in recent seasons off the back of the Auckland tournament, while 30 teams from five continents and the Pacific also competed at the Cabramatta Nines in Sydney at the weekend. The Rugby League International Federation's International Development Manager, Taz Bateri, says that Nines is helping to close the gap between the major and emerging rugby league nations. The traditional five Pacific countries that everybody's familiar with in you know, Tonga, Samoa, Cook Islands, Fiji and Papua New Guinea have had the stranglehold of of rugby league in the Pacific. But the Nines uh, has given rises to teams like Vanuatu are playing, uh, Tokelau, Niue, the Solomon Islands, and even American Samoa. So we've got 10 countries now in the region that play the game, and this gives them an opportunity because of numbers to try and experiment with the game, uh, to adjust to the up and back in defence, the 10-metre rule, and also being square at the marker, which are two important differences between our game and, and rugby union. Players tend to adapt, you know, they get more game time, they get more an opportunity to touch the ball, they get an opportunity to tackle, and they tend to thrive on it. The game will only spread further because these countries now will represent their national body at the Pacific Games in July in Papua New Guinea, and Niue knocking off Papua New Guinea, who would be the favourites in Papua New Guinea, was a psychological big step. So um, Newey could probably feel themselves that they've done a good job on the weekend knocking off probably the, the favourites, but also still have a long way to go because you know countries like Fiji, Tonga and Samoa, they're not going to uh, lay down and let Newey roll over them at the Games in July anyway. We've got a Sevens World Series in Rugby Union. We've seen the success of the Auckland Nines, which was on the same weekend uh, as Cabramatta. Is further down the track the idea of a Rugby League Nines series with you know, national teams? Is that something that seems plausible in your mind? Well, I think if you remember, we, we did have, uh, the last time we did that in Australia through the NRL was in 2004, something that the chairman at the time, Colin Love, was very proud of because it did bring many new countries to the fold. You know, we had teams from the UK, we had France, we had South Africa, we had a lot of countries that play the game. I think the expense factor today, uh, especially after the recession that we had with the global financial crisis, hit a, hit a nerve and then uh, it went off the radar. But thankfully, the, the New Zealand consortium out of Auckland uh, resurrected the ninth concept and now two years running was very successful. It will be an agenda item, I'm sure, for the next RLF meeting to try and include national teams and, and spread its wings a little bit more. And I think the coverage that it received in Auckland was tremendous, and I think it can only get better if it's got the input of some of these new uh, teams that uh, used to play back in the uh, early 2000s. And I understand there's uh, hope uh, from yourselves and the organisers that the Cabramatta winner could you know, have some involvement in the Auckland tournament in, in the future as well? Yeah, and, and that's probably even an important aspect in that when we started this uh, pre-season nines 
and and this wildcard entry concept. Uh, we've kept this wildcard entry concept going now for 13 consecutive seasons. So we have just completed our uh, 13th um, Cabramatta Nines or International Nines. And what I'd like to see, provided that things work out with timing and scheduling, is that maybe the winner of the Cabramatta Nines or International Nines in Sydney uh, gets a wildcard entry into the uh, NRL Nines. And why couldn't we look at that? You know, Auckland or New Zealand Rugby League could put on a Nines the week before with uh, domestic teams. And then, you know, maybe Fiji could do that as well. Papua New Guinea could do that. And then have the winners of those events all come to the um, main event, which would be the NRL Nines out of Auckland. So probably a pipe dream at the moment, but something we'd like to discuss and see if it could become a reality one day. With that revival of the Nines in the last few years, with the Pacific Games, with everything, it really highlights you know, how many avenues, how many opportunities are currently available to the game. You know, it's, you know, It really has created a, a huge boon in terms of developing countries, and there's so much that could happen. It certainly has, and I think watching some of the footage out of Auckland, especially the finals on, we saw some really great tries, some spectacular passages of play, and there's a real appetite for that excitement. You know, it's an exciting brand of football to watch and even to play in, and I think it does have a place in our game now. It's been superseded by Sevens. I think Sevens football or Sevens rugby league, when it first started in the 90s with Colin Love, it was more... You know, a lot of tries in games that got out of hand, big scores. But nines with the extra two players on each uh, team just brings it back closer to the 13-a-side game. And we we get a, a combative style of a game, but also some flamboyant style of football, which the crowd appreciates very much. That's Taz Bateri from the Rugby League International Federation. The life of Fiji under-17 football player Charlotte Muniredi was honoured at a funeral service in Nandi on Sunday. Charlotte drowned while swimming in Samoa last week where he was competing for his country at the Oceania Under-17 Championship. The chief executive of the Fiji Football Association, Bob Kumar, says there was a large turnout of Charlotte's family, friends, teammates and special guests. The body arrived uh, into Fiji on uh, Saturday morning and the family had arranged for a funeral services on Sunday, we went to the house and there was a big gathering at the house itself, uh, a lot of people there. And then uh, when the funeral took place at the Nandovi Cemetery, uh, there again, there was a big uh, number of people. There were some notable uh, dignitaries. Uh, the assistant minister for sports uh, uh, was at his place. He delivered a, an address. And there were a number of notary persons who took part in the funeral services. Still very raw happening not so long ago. Um, I mean, how, how is everyone coping? Well, uh, people have accepted uh, that uh, the incident has taken place and uh, we will be interviewing our uh, officials. Uh, we will get a report from our uh, team officials. We haven't had the chance of doing that. They came back on uh, on Friday afternoon. Then we will see what happens. Uh, of course, we got the coroner's report and uh, we have uh, received the death certificate. That facilitated uh, the burial yesterday. We still need to get a report from our team officials. All his teammates were there as well, and I guess as uh, friends and family, how, how many people in all do you think were there roughly? Oh, there would have been over 500 to 600 people at the funeral, between five to 600. And of course, yes, uh, we had uh, members of our uh, under-17 team and under-20 team uh, that is in camp. They were also there. They did the pole bearing at the cemetery. Our uh, players uh, carried the casket uh, at the cemetery from the hearse to the 
burial place, and uh, well, people appreciated that. Is there any um, thought or idea about, you know, maybe a, a trophy or, or something uh, in, in honour of Charlotte in, in the years to come? That you know, in a, or a certain, any ways that you think you may be able to remember him? This has to be decided by the board. We will be meeting shortly. Once we get all the reports and documentation, then we will be meeting shortly to see what happens. Uh, it's too early for me to comment. Uh, the board has to take a decision on that. That's the Chief Executive of the Fiji Football Association, Bob Kumar. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.